Hello, and welcome back to SEMA's podcast, Y'all Ready for This, where we talk about all things emergency preparedness to make sure that you and your family are ready for any type of natural or man-made disaster. With us again, we have the one, the only, Lee Harold with Chatham County Occupational Safety, Risk Management, and Disability Services, maybe the longest department name in the entire county, probably. Lee, welcome back. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be returning. And my sidekick here, my co-host, Keely Johnson. Keely, I feel like you've been on more of these than I have at this point. Um, I refuse to do a podcast without you, and I will sob when you leave. Um, so, Keely, thanks for being here today. Hello again, everybody. So, you know, oddly enough, podcasters, when we were here last time with Sakili and Lee, we had an awesome conversation, and afterwards, we kind of started talking about other topics and other things that we might want to engage in and, and have a conversation about, and we came up with this idea of work zone safety. There is so much construction that is happening around Chatham County right now. I cannot travel into work. I cannot go to the grocery store. I cannot go anywhere without running into some type of construction. So we wanted to bring Lee back to talk about how we can keep ourselves safe and how, more importantly, sometimes to keep the, the roadways safe so that everyone can travel, you know, appropriately and not have to worry about not being able to make it home to their families. So Lee, let's talk, let's, let's get this conversation going with your fantastic subject matter expert self. Why in the world are there so many accidents in these work zones and around these work zones? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know anybody who enjoys driving through work zones and I'm right there with you coming in every morning and going home in the evenings. Um, they are necessary and it's gonna be so worth it to have some of these projects completed when they're done, but man, they can be headaches. Um, we, we know that they can be deadly too. And uh, we've seen a lot of that in the last few years. In 2020, now think about the year 2020, Georgia DOT reported um, 17,000, over 17,000 crashes in work zones. And over 5,000 people were injured. But the most important thing was 24 people lost their lives. And that doesn't have to happen. But think about 2020. We were quarantined a lot of 2020. A lot of people were quarantined. Uh, so there, you know, there wasn't a lot of traffic on the road, but we still had 24 people lose their life. What we are learning through research and human behavior, we're looking at human behaviors, is that we as drivers don't recognize the dangers in the work zones because the road in front of us is still drivable. Right? Um, right? The condition of the road hasn't changed. And so our driving through that has not changed. And then, you know, if the road becomes treacherous, what do we do? We slow down. So right now with, with the construction, the work zones, we're driving through there at regular speeds when it should be reduced speeds, but because we can still travel that road without breaking our vehicle and the road's not all in pieces, uh, we just, we drive the way we always have. And 
we have to think about the activity that's going around in the in the work zone with all the heavy equipment and things that are changing quickly that could interfere with our ability to drive safe through that work zone. Um, some of the drivers may not be prepared to react as quickly as they need to for a various number of reasons. We know that there are five main causes of these crashes in work zones. <clears throat> Phones, being distracted, being on the phone, talking, texting, or being distracted with makeup or, or passengers. Following too closely is another one. Um, you know, someone stops suddenly and we're so close to them, we can't stop without hitting them. Uh, speeding and in really quick lane changes. I think people make really quick lane changes. Um, but no matter what you do, the work zone is going to slow you down. Um, it just doesn't make sense to try to speed up really fast, only to have to slam on brakes to avoid a rear-end collision. And then we know number four would be the, the warning signs that they put up. Um, they plan this according to the manual on uniform traffic control devices. So this is, this is something that across the United States is uniform the markings, the signs, and things like that. But think about the signs that you see every day on your way in. We're bombarded with signs. So we've gotten to the point where we pass a sign and we don't even know what it says because we didn't pay attention to it. And then, you, you know, you don't think about this very often, but we are still dealing with impaired drivers, whether it be drugs or alcohol, uh, we do have impaired drivers out there. And then you add in that work zone. And so it does create an, a hazard. Uh, and that's, that's one reason, we're actually five reasons that we're seeing so many collisions and crashes um, in, in our work zones. And I think most of it comes from human error. Sure does. Yeah, I think you're absolutely on the money there. Human error. And I think, I mean, I drive through these work zones and the speed limit's 55. I'd have to take 95 and 16 on a continuous basis. The speed limit is 55, but people are driving past me. And then I feel like a social outcast because I'm not also going 80. And I'm like, why are you going so fast? Like, what, is, what are you doing? You are not that important, friend. Or maybe you are, and I just don't know. I don't know. Sakili, what you got? Oh. <laughs> It too, if you think about, you know, the, the speed limit being 55 and then people are doing 10 and 15 miles over the speed limit, we do have Georgia State Patrol out there, Cooler PD, and we have, we have law enforcement out there that is trying to uh, reduce the amount of speeders and be visible. But when you get pulled over in a construction zone or a work zone, your fines are going to be sky high because they are increased in that construction and work zone. And that's 24 hours a day. So yeah. if, if, if you can afford it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what areas in Savannah are these work zone accidents frequently occurring? And I think you might touch on this a little bit, but what kind of hazards should drivers going through those work zones be looking out for? Well, currently, we're seeing almost daily collisions and crashes in the I-16, I-95 interchange that they're redoing, and then along yeah. the I-16 corridor where they're making improvements. Um, 
and this could be due to the volume of traffic. There's so many people going through there, but also drivers are becoming familiar. So local drivers are becoming familiar with the lane shifts and the changes and whatnot. So uh, they're letting their guard down as well. We saw this same thing happen when uh, Highway 204 was being worked on through Georgetown. You know, we started seeing a lot of work zone crashes there. I think some of the hazards though, you've got to watch for the construction vehicles that are going in and out of the site. We don't expect in the left lane, if we're traveling in the left lane, we don't expect the, the car in front of us to just veer off into the median. Um, you know, we are not expecting that. And then it, it rapidly merging traffic. So you've got some people that are zipping in and out in between cars and things. You've got drivers that are tailgating. Other hazards would be, um, construction barrels. So the equipment, the barricades and the barrels and things, they can get blown around by the wind. And so you don't expect to see a, a, an orange and white barrel come flying into your lane of, of traffic and you've got drivers swerving to avoid, avoid them. And then um, just altered road conditions. So you're gonna have rough, uh, rough pavement, uneven lanes. It might narrow down. You may have a real sharp turn that that uh, for a shift, for a lane shift. And I've noticed that you can still see the old pavement, uh, the old paint markings. So the old lines, you can see that. So those are just a few of the hazards, you know, that could cause trouble in the work zones. Well, and it's, it's tough because even your locals are confused about these traffic patterns. So not only do you have tourists that are coming in, we're still in a hot tourist season, and you've got, you've got your locals that are just as confused and it just, it ends up making it that much more dangerous because honestly, no one has any idea how the traffic pattern is gonna change that day. So I've been through your defensive driving class. I know other people take defensive driving. What are some precautions that we need to take or defensive driving tips that you can provide us when we're traveling through a work zone? Well, you heard me say it before and I'll say it again. Be alert for changing conditions ahead of you. Be alert for changing conditions around you. You have to be prepared to stop and, you know, just keeping, keeping yourself focused on the drive, knowing what's going on inside and outside of your car. I just expect the unexpected. I, you know, we talk about speed being a factor in so many of these incidents. So another defensive driving tip that we tell everybody is reduce your speed and leave a little extra room. Don't tailgate the person in front of you because it's not going to make them go any faster. The closer you get, the slower they may get. So um, just, you know, you have to be able to react to an emergency with your stopping distance. Um, something else is keeping your eyes on the road and, and not stop looking in the median to see what the progress is you know some some people might want to see what the equipment looks like but some people want to see you know what are they doing with this road <laughs> you bring your eyes back in your car from, from the median um because that is a that's a distraction to some people and distractions so georgia is a hands-free state so you can't be on the phone you can't be holding the uh the a handset of your phone, but it's just as dangerous to be on, on hands-free, but you know, it doesn't make sense 
to add a distraction when you're driving through an area that's already frustrating uh, with, with fast changing conditions. I think keeping yourself safe requires you to be focused and, and focus on that drive and focus on the road, regardless of what other drivers do. And this is gonna sound so familiar to you, Chelsea, because this is just, this is Defensive Driving 101. You are in control of yourself. You are in control of your vehicle. You control the way you react to the conditions and you control the way that you respond to other drivers. And that, again, that's defensive driving 101 right there. Yes. Um, Lee, I feel personally victimized by your comment of people looking at the progress of construction every day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> every day, I'm like, well, what did they do last night? Like, I mean, come on. Like, especially at the I-16, I-95, I'm counting how many pillars have been like stood up, like, what are you doing? Like, where are we going? Like, what, what progress? Um, so yes, ma'am, I understand. I will stop. I will stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, don't didn't mean to call you definitely out. Place you have to be careful. Because <laughs> there's a, there is a lot of construction going on in downtown Savannah. I'm sure as soon as we brought up work zone safety, everybody immediately thought of Broughton Street and was like, I know where the construction is. <laughs> So do you have any tips for commuters who are going into the city, coming into the city to come to work and um, anything about pedestrians? I know we have a lot of tourists walking around trying to find the right way to go when they're trying to get to the shops and the sites to see, and they might be darting around construction vehicles and cones. How do you handle all of that when you're just trying to go to work and drive defensively? Or if you're a tourist and you're trying to get to your hotel for the first time and you've never been to Savannah before and all of a sudden the street is closed and that's the street you were supposed to go that's down. That's the street you need. Uh, yeah. It's always so, the street you need that's closed. It is, it is always that way. <laughs> so it's going to impact our driving. You know, we have to look for alternative routes. I always tell people that the younger generation will never appreciate MapQuest directions printing out that you know couple of pages and some of some of the people my age are going to remember printing out the map quest turn by turn directions and going down the street but you know trying to find an alternative route trying to find other streets before you get to before you leave for your destination and you know if you can't find an alternative route you don't want to be late for work every day so you might have to allow for extra time and that just means getting up earlier in the mornings, but you do need to allow a little extra time to get through there. I know, <laughs> but also you've got to think about the sidewalks that are being affected because if you're a tourist and you're walking down the street and all of a sudden there's sidewalk closed, you know, we may find pedestrians that are crossing the street, not in a crosswalk in areas that we don't expect it. And they may have to even walk into the street. I had to walk in the street the other day to the courthouse because the sidewalk was closed and there wasn't a sidewalk on yeah. the other side. So, um, you know, making sure that you're, side, you're looking at the sidewalks and, and looking out for pedestrians. Um, the large equipment, I noticed down here, we have big fences and stuff that surround some of this construction. And it's really easy for someone to just step out from behind that and we not see them before it's too late. So I think if you're going through 
these areas with the big large blinding fence or the moving uh, the equipment that's there. You know, you want to slow down a little bit extra just in case there's an employee or somebody walking out from behind there. You know, just use a little bit of extra caution. But I do have a word of warning for the pedestrians out there. It might not be a good idea to be down in your phone with AirPods in both ears, drowning out the noise of traffic when you're walking through some of this stuff because you're not going to hear, um, you know, something could be falling out of the sky. You won't ever hear it or see it. But, uh, you know, you really need to pay attention to the vehicles. But just as much the vehicles and drivers have to pay attention to the pedestrians because it is challenging out there it really is yikes yeah it's not it's not a lot of fun to walk around downtown with all the construction going on and i wonder if they put up those walls so people like me don't judge how fast they're moving in construction like maybe it's maybe it's like on purpose i like kelsey the progress checker that's just yes <laughs> Yes, I should start taking my notepad. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> if any construction people are listening, I promise I'm not coming after you. <laughs> I appreciate your hard work, but yeah. maybe just like a little bit faster is all I'm saying. I'm just kidding. All right. So a lot of the people that are working in construction, a lot of these, these um, jobs and improvements are being done overnight. I mean, I see on a weekly basis now, like road closure happening, um, this exit is closed from this time to this time. So it's sending you on detours and it's having you drive through work zones at night, which can just be increasingly terrifying because now, now you're driving through a work zone. So you have to be on heightened alert and you're doing it when it's completely pitch black out. Lee, what kind of advice do you have um, to help people stay safe when they're driving through a work zone at night? Yeah, nighttime work, you know, I've noticed a lot of the nighttime work around here right now involves closures and detours, and that just kind of wreaks havoc on, on everybody. Um, you know, it is necessary for them because they're putting up those, the bridges over, uh, over 95 and 16, they're putting the bridges up. And I noticed the other, the other day we had some road work down on the drawbridge. They were having to do some welding work. And so a nighttime uh, work zone, you know, sometimes it's best to complete certain work during off hours where there's not a lot of traffic, but there are still drivers out there trying to get to their destinations. Um, driving through <clears throat> the nighttime work zones can be more difficult because like you said, the visibility has is just reduced. And so with that, it's important to be on an extra alert, you know, even reducing your speed even further down. Um, continuously scanning around, just making sure that you know uh, what's going on around your vehicle. But also, if you've got detours that you have to go through, you know, if you've heard that some road is going to be closed, don't wait until the day that you're driving that to know where the detours are, know how to go around it. You know, you want to you want to try to ahead of time go in there and make sure that you familiarize yourself with those detours. So it cuts down on your frustrations and, you know, you're not at, at um, you're not frustrated in driving, which is not a good combination. The work has to go on even at night. So you just have to deal with it. But, but there are ways, you know, if you use the same, the same defensive driving tips that I've given you using that at night and just adding a little bit of extra alertness 
uh, make sure that you're not fatigued or drowsy when you're driving at night, because that is a big problem. If you're driving when your body thinks you should be sleeping, then that could be a, a hazard in itself. And so your reaction times are slowed. Um, you may not be as alert as you normally are during the daytime. And I think the other thing would be the lights. Uh, we, we do have those high powered lights that light up an area that we're working in, but we know that we have to place them in a way that they won't blind the drivers when the drivers come through. But that can also be startling to the drivers. Uh, just all of a sudden coming up and seeing lights, thinking maybe it's a car going the wrong way or, you know, even worse. But using those same defensive driving techniques and just, you know, using a little bit extra caution and just making sure that your body is prepared to drive by having enough sleep and, you know, being on, being on alert. Sort of. Is there anything else drivers can do to prepare to drive defensively in all these work zones? Well, I, yeah, there, you know, you can know where the work zones are. I think your, your podcast is all about being prepared. So you, you know, you got to think about the road conditions and being prepared for your trip ahead of time. Uh, call 511. This is the Georgia DOT traffic line. You can get real-time traffic information by just calling 511. Um, they have, Georgia DOT has a, they have a website that you can get real-time traffic information. It's 511ga.org, 511ga.org. You get real-time traffic information before you get out there on the road. If you are on Twitter, you can follow the Georgia DOT on Twitter. They have an account there at Georgia DOT. I know that the Southeast uh, DOT office has their own Facebook page. So if you are on social media and have a Facebook account, you can follow Georgia DOT Southeast and they'll give you updates on actually the projects that are going on right here in our area in Chatham County and Savannah. And uh, making your route changes as necessary, you know, just make sure you have a couple of alternative ways to get around the, the construction. But I think it's important though, and, and on a serious note, we have people that work for our county. We have Chatham County employees all, all the time are working in these work zones with traffic blowing by at 70 miles an hour, which is pretty scary for them. And I know that the contractors out on Broughton Street and the contractors out on the interstate, they all feel the same way. These people have families that they wanna get home to just like you do. And so working out there, not only are they working in a risky environment in you know, working up high or, or working with equipment that might be a danger to them, but now they're dealing with traffic that's moving past them at a high rate of speed. So I think it's, it's a, a good reminder um, that people have families and friends and they want to come home to them. So just use a lot of caution in these work zones. We'll get through it and then we'll be happy about the outcome until we grow a little bit more and that becomes congested. But I think, I think road construction is something that we definitely need. And, you know, it's, you can see that your taxpayer dollars at work when you've got uh, team Chatham crews out there on, on the highway and you see what they're doing you know, I think if you work with them, 
while they're working for you, we can all come out better in the long run. Uh, Lee, that was amazing and needs to be like an, our own little video for Chatham County. Like work with them where they're working for you. That was beautiful. I, I can't that. take credit for that. I really can't take credit for that. You know, we uh, our road maintenance supervisor, Lisa Foley, said that to me years ago. She said, you know, if we could just get people to work with us while we work for them. I thought that is going to be carried yes. with me for the rest of my career. So uh, that was that came from our road maintenance superintendent, as a matter of fact. Wow, I love that. Well, Lee, take it back to just a second with what you said earlier, um, talking about like those little road tips, like map quests. I had to do that as a kid and we would travel from Virginia to Missouri using just map quests and we kept missing the same turn over and over and over again. <laughs> it was the worst. Um, thankfully, in this day and age, friends and listeners, we have ways or Google Maps or like all of the things. So this is my like slight plug for Waze, W-A-Z-E, if you haven't heard of it, it will help you route around traffic. It will help you route around and find a good alternative route. Um, if construction is shutting things down or there are challenges, look it up. I promise you download the app, it's free. I really enjoy it and I use it quite literally every single day to route around some of the worst traffic. Waze is a fantastic tool uh, just don't mess around with it while you're driving. No, no you know, don't do set that. it and forget it. It's great. It is a great tool, um, but you know, use it wisely. I love ways. Yes, and you can change the like the little voice. And mine is a boy band, and they sing to me. So you can make it whatever you want. I had Cookie Monster for a while. Like you can literally, <laughs> like it can be anything. Um, but find a way that will help you navigate the roads and make you feel safe and comfortable. Also, something unique about Waze or that's kind of cool is during a, a disaster or an emergency when you, we have roads that are flooded or, or challenges, um, those are going to be directly inputted into Waze. So it will also help you during a disaster because there are people that um, behind their computers can update road closures and add different things. Um, there are even some council um, men and women within Chatham County that help do those pieces. It's very cool. All right. That was a whole lot of talking about work zone safety and roads and ways yes. and horrible map quest things that you used to have to have as a kid. Um, but a lot of fantastic information, Lee. Thank you so much for joining us today to talk us through work zone safety. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Sakili, anything else you want to mention or say? I have nothing else. All right. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us talking about work zone safety today. Uh, be sure to tune in next week when we are taking on a whole new kind of project and a whole new kind of thing, talking about social vulnerability and disasters. Those are some big terms, and we'll talk through what that means and um, how we can better prepare for disasters, but also recognizing that there are various socioeconomic statuses that make up Chatham County and how that may be a little bit more challenging for other people. We'll talk through it. And until then, bye guys.